Welcome to Entrepreneur Life <laughs> with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an absolute fucking idiot. Um, this is the short answer. I mean, I am an entrepreneur, but I'm also an absolute fucking idiot. Yesterday, I finished a very, very short episode and I talked about how I was off to the BTTS show in Birmingham, which I uh, was going to have various meetings. We had a small stand there. We were part of the Visit Shropshire stand um, with, with Shrewsbury Prison. So it was the team down there doing that. And that I was going to go and I was going to capture bits of it. And I was going to show you guys. And it was going to be great. It's a brilliant episode and all this kind of stuff. And I filmed absolutely fuck all. Um, it's really bloody tough, and I'm going to swear loads and loads and loads in this thing because it's super frustrating for me, so I'm super pissed off because I, we drove down there. So I went down with Jeff, our commercial director, so he drove, which was nice. Um, so we, we chewed the fat on a few different bits and pieces. We chewed the fat on, let me see if I can find my tripod a second. Um, two seconds. Joel, I'm going to get a cup of tea. I'm going to set my phone up on the tripod and I'm going to do this properly rather than wobbling around like this. So bear with me a couple of minutes. For you, it'll be a couple of seconds, but for me, it's going to be a few minutes. Five minutes later. Right, I'm back. So we established this morning that I'm a fucking idiot. We established that I'm going to swear loads during this little bit of video. And we've established that I'm a bit of an idiot. So he basically went to do this show. Um, Went down with Jeff, uh, and and like I say, he drove, which was great because I, I, I'm quite content with that. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I guess I guess the reason I flagged that is like, why, why is he talking about being content not driving? It's a control thing because I used to always want to drive wherever I went. I always wanted to drive, and I guess it was because I felt I had to be in control. And now I just don't. I'm just I'm quite content to be a pastor. I'm actually quite content to sit in the fucking back, um, just drink a coffee, and just chill and work through my phone and just varying bits and pieces like that so I'm quite content being on the journey but not necessarily being in control of the journey um, which I think speaks volumes for me as an individual and as a as a business owner as an entrepreneur that I, I'm kind of getting to that stage so anyway went down BTTS so went in um, I didn't have my pass with me I took it with me electronically thinking I'll just scan that but I had to print it out couldn't find the printing booths but I did have a I had I had Liz's with me who was going there who's exhibiting so Liz one of our duty managers um, and she'd left it here on the desk so she asked if I could bring it in for her which I did so I was just Liz for the day um, which was great because <laughs> like, when I really scanned my ID I was just like that's not coming to me um, so Liz could get loads of random emails went round had a look pretty quiet show I would say um, it's a difficult tricky market that the, the, the coach groups and coach organizers really expensive to operate because obviously big coaches and stuff like that lots of lots of costs so yeah, it's definitely smaller than it was and it's definitely adapted and changed, which I think is really interesting. So we're gonna have to pivot a little bit and shift in terms of some of the things we offer. We've, offered, we've generally offered a very standard sort of set kind of program. And I think we're gonna have to adapt that now to, to support the market. So yeah, so that was good. Met with a load of different people I'd uh, arranged to meet with. Didn't meet with everyone, unfortunately, which again, I'm pretty pretty gutted about, but. Spent some time with the guys, obviously, from the Shrewsbury groupings. Um, spent some time with some of the other attractions in those groupings. Went and saw Bob in jail and had a quick look at what was going on there. Um, went and spent some time with the guys at Fair Harbour, which is a ticketing platform, just to discuss where we are with ticketing platforms and, and, and where we're going, what the future looks like. Um, 
uh, spent some random time with just uh, a couple of people off different stands, and then spent a good chunk of time with the guys from uh, Continuum at Oxford's Prison and Castle. So they specifically look after the attraction there, but Continuum, which is the, the, the parent company, has a number of attractions um, across, across the UK. A number of different sites so we spent a, a fair a fair amount of time sort of with them had a coffee just having a chat about the 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 ups and downs of of tourism attractions they recognize very much the same thing that we recognize in terms of the challenges but also the the, the benefits and kind of the the bits that are really really good the bits that are really really tough so we're having a conversation about that they obviously get a wider picture in terms of like grouping in terms of other attractions within your within your portfolio but not necessarily connected so really really good conversation with them um and yeah just kind of sharing ideas and stuff like that uh spent some time with the guys from um uh, where else did we go? <laughs> Very different bits, you know. So that was kind of it. And we squeezed that in to about three hours. Um, so it was quite a short, sharp, boom, 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 boom. Lots of conversations. Let's get in. Let's get these things done. And let's kind of crack on with what we need to do for the rest of the day. Because during all of that, as that was always happening, I was getting phone calls from the bank to tell us that the funds were ready to be drawn down for the purchase that we're supposed to do on Friday. But they were like, money's available now, don't wait till Friday, just do it now. Can't get hold of your solicitor. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, so then sort of like connecting up with our solicitor um, and just, just, just making sure that, that they were geared up and aware of it. So then I was chatting to the solicitor, then obviously, because we were going a, going a day, two days early in fairness, um, uh, there was some more paperwork I had to do, so that was kind of like shit. We need to, we need to. So it, it was fine. It was just all happening at the same time. So there was quite a lot going on. So the last thing I had the time to do, which is always what I say, I didn't have the chance to capture any of it. So all of the stuff going on, and it was so much company development and business development and partnership development and growth and purchase and buying a building at the same bloody time. Um, that's all the interesting shit. Not this stuff with me doing this. Just, just telling you about what happened. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was fun. And then we jumped in the car. We drove all the way back to Shrewsbury because we had a meeting at BMW. Because I'm trying to buy a BMW. I'm trying to buy a company car. I'm trying to get off our, our fleet vehicles moving. So. We had a meeting with them. Um, we I won't go into the ins and outs of it, but basically they massively fucking dropped the ball, hugely shat the bed in this thing. So we had an appointment with them to go in and kind of meet with the sales guy that's been dealing with us, who's been great. He's been really, really good, really professional, um, you know, doing as best he can. But obviously he's got a limit of how far he can go and, and we need to go above that now. So, and really we need to go above his boss to the next boss. And they knew we were coming in and we sat there and we went in and I was like, we've got an hour and we've, we've got to go back out the door. So they knew how long we had. And uh, the long and the short of it is that when we sat down to discuss the numbers and stuff, the manager just never appeared. He was in another meeting with his manager upstairs. And I'm like, if he was with a customer, I'd have understood it. But you can turn around to your manager and go, I'm sorry, I've got a couple of customers downstairs, they're looking to start their fleet of vehicles, they might buy one car, they might buy two cars, they might buy three cars, I need to get into this meeting. Um, and they just didn't do it. So and so that was that was really difficult. So we were trying to toy with numbers with, with a sales guy who, again, was doing a great job, but he can only go so far. So he was then going back to his manager, it's a middle guy, and they disappeared into the office for like 20 minutes. And we were just sat there like, We've got to go. And if this is posturing, this is so the wrong type of posturing, especially for customers like us. So in the end, we, we got up and we put our head in the office. And we said, I'm sorry, you're out of time. We've got to go. 
and that was it. We walked out, walked out of BMW, no cars. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, realistically, I, I'm not sure exactly what the number is, but we could have bought anywhere from like 60 grand kind of car all the way up to like 250 grand's worth of cars. So, you know, there's a balance here. There's, there's a huge gap in the middle of like 190 grand walking out that door and they just didn't seem overly, well, I th the sales guy was absolutely, but the managers just, just weren't there. So I just assumed they're not bothered about, you know, potentially 200 grand walking out there, walking out their showroom. Um, so anyway, so I was, I was walking back to the jail. Jeff went off to do, uh, finish his day. I went off to um, uh, head back to jail, pick up a car. And um, yeah, I had a phone call from them. Obviously very, well, apologet apologetic. And I'm like, I'm not overly fond of the word sorry. Like, I, I, I'm really content with the word sorry when you do something accidentally and you didn't mean to, and therefore you apologize for that. That's fine. What I dislike is when people fuck it up for whatever reason, but not by mistake, by design, they fucked it up, and then they apologise. I don't know why, it just really grates me. So he was, I'm so sorry about this, I'm sorry. I'm like, that. firstly, it's not your fault. You can't control your managers. Like, you just can't. You, you're not able to control your managers. It doesn't work that way. So you don't need to apologise for a start. Secondly, I don't really want to hear sorry because you had this opportunity, you had this window of opportunity, you knew it was happening. It wasn't like we just rocked up. We, we had it booked, you know, uh, 24 hours in advance at least. And the managers knew we were there and they were available, but they just didn't make themselves available to us. So I, I get really wound up then when people go, I'm really sorry. It's like, you're not fucking sorry at all. It's something you've been conditioned to say because you've, what happens when you're a child and you step back? And I know this because I'm a parent. When your child does something wrong to another child, you tell it to say sorry. You tell it, you tell them to say sorry. Tell it. <laughs> Such a good parent. You tell them to say sorry. So my child, if, if, if my, my daughter accidentally pushes my son or accidentally nudges my son, say, hey, you know, Delaney, you know, check he's okay. Make sure he's all right. You know, you say sorry. And I think that's fine level of teaching. When she deliberately fucking wallops him, for whatever reason, or vice versa, he does the same thing to her, then, you know, because they're angry, they're having a fight, whatever it might be, we then saying, uh, say sorry. And how many parents out there and how many people out there turn around and say, if you do not say sorry, you're going to your room. So we're forcing you to say this word, regardless of whether you feel it, think it, or believe it, we're telling you, you have to do it. Which is ludicrous, because that's not the way the real world works. When you become an adult, that's not how it works. And you suddenly at some point realise, I don't have to fucking do what you tell me I, I, I have to do. I can do what I want to fucking do. There's parameters in law, and some people break those and they come to fucking prison. Um, so yeah, so, so you, you get conditioned again as a child, through your parents and through, through society, to say sorry. So you will fuck up and shit the bed like these, these managers did yesterday at BMW. They, they could have come and seen us. They chose not to. So what then happens is when they finally do sit down, and we're going to see them this morning. We're going in, in quarter, to eight, uh, quarter to nine, so about an hour. Um, I guarantee we'll sit down with the manager and go, I'm really sorry I wasn't available yesterday. You're not fucking sorry. You, didn't, you could have been there yesterday. So don't give me your fucking sorry, because you're not. It's a word you're conditioned to use. You sit there and you say, I'm sorry. You don't believe it. You don't mean it. You couldn't give a fuck. Because if you did, you'd have been there yesterday. 
ran over. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of how I look at the word sorry. And I tell this to my staff when they start. If, you're, if you work with me closely, if you work in one of my teams or you report into me directly or you work with me regularly, I say very, very quickly, don't tell me sorry. If you make a mistake and you fuck it up and it's a genuine mistake, tell me what's happened, we'll resolve it. And I've got no problems with that. That's absolutely fine. You're going to make those mistakes. We all do. That's fine. Learning from it is the key aspect here. So that's what we go down is a, is a learning journey. Um, what I dislike is, going, oh, sorry, if, if they forget something, if they haven't done something, which is in their diary or on their to-do list or as part of their job, and they don't do it because they've just forgotten or they've not managed their time well enough, whatever it might be. And they're saying, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't done it. I'm like, don't fucking tell me sorry. Do your job or don't do your job, but don't give me sorry. And that might sound really, really harsh. It might sound really harsh and people might go, I'm not going to work for that prick. The reality is that when you work with me at the level that I work at, and when, when you work with me, I have a, a bar and that bar is really high. It is super, super high. And if you can't meet the bar, that's fine. We will train and develop you to reach that bar. That's no problems. What I don't want people to do is make these, uh, to mess up on what they're doing, not through a mistake, but through because they've just not done their job or part of their job very well, or they've just completely just not done it, like the guys from BMW just deciding not to turn up. I'm like, don't tell me sorry, because you're, you're probably not sorry. What you're sorry about is you've not done your job properly. You're not sorry for the mistake, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, wow, this has turned into like a full little video. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't always make sense of these things. They kind of make sense in my head. Um, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think as a company, we're pretty good. Um, so yeah, so I'm off to BMW this morning to try and sort out these bloody company cars, um, see if we can get that done, which is turning into this huge bloody mountain. I've got about 45 minutes. I've got to meet with, um, uh, with Jeff beforehand. I've got um, some work I need to do, so I'm going to crack on with that. Really, what I was saying, the whole fucking point of the video is uh, we've got Kieran starts on the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. Um, little Star Wars pun. Um, and yeah, he's, he's going to start that should mean that there's somebody then following with a camera and you'll get to see all the good stuff. So you've got maybe about another month of just me talking bollocks. And then ideally, Kieran will be in, it'll cut together a bit nicer, the footage will be slightly better and you're gonna to get to see so much more of building a global brand. That's the plan at least, so we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna to add to this video, we're gonna finish it there, I'm gonna to add to it and let you know how I go on BMW. Just back from BMW. Car journey was a weird journey. Once again, I didn't film shit because I was in it. Um, so we've done we've done a deal. Um, we've got three cars coming. It's fucking ridiculous. I walked in to get a car. Walked out with three. Um, so yes, we've just bought three cars. Actually, we're leasing three cars, I should say. So um, I can go into the structure of what that looks like if anybody's interested in terms of why that's more beneficial than us driving our own personal petrol cars. Um, more than happy to explain the reasoning behind that. I'm just watching a bus making a proper hash of like parking. Um, Jesus. Um, so yeah, so more than happy to go into that if anybody's interested. 
ping us a message and I'll, I'll, I'll explain the whys and the wherefores and how it all works. Um, but yeah, so that's really good. It's a sign of the business moving. Um, that I've got a company car coming and two other people have got company cars coming. So yeah, that's a, that's a good sign. But anyway, big, long time it took to get through the deal and there was lots of nurturing of the relationships at the same time. But with that, we're done. I've got to get on because I am 35 minutes late for a meeting. Just finishing off my run, as you can see, absolutely knackered. But what a day, man, what a day. So I'm going to try and do this as I'm walking. So apologies about the loud noise. I might have to turn it off with those people shouting at me. Just, uh, oh, here we go. What a day. So we completed all our new purchase. We bought a new stack of buildings and land today off the back of the jail in Shrewsbury. So that was... Um, uh, just just under a million pound deal that we that we that we put together to purchase that. So we we closed on that today, completed on that, which is great. So yeah, really happy we got that one over. And it, oh my god, was it so much easier and smoother than the first purchase? Just the whole journey from you know the, constructing the deal through to like getting the heads of terms right, through to dealing with the solicitors, through to getting the lending you know, the financing, the whole process was so much more straightforward, so much less painful. And part of that is because we actually know what we're doing. Um, right, we now, we now do after being through it. We didn't the first time. The second part is the size and the scale of the assets and the business and kind of where we were, which helped position the lending. Um, we used a different solicitor, so we, we, we tried a new solicitor effectively. It wasn't that I wasn't happy with the old solicitor or the previous solicitor. I just felt that... It could have been done, I think, more efficiently is probably probably the fair fair way of putting it. So we used a new solicitor, tested them out, and they are they were really really good. I was super impressed with them, and I've certainly said to them today that we're gonna we're gonna commission them to be our solicitors for the for the next few deals, um, which is great. So we use them going forward. So that's really nice. Um, the accountants, as always, were super supportive, super great in terms of their support and and getting us over the line. Um, and, and the team there at, at Old Mill, which is uh, the accountancy company that we use. So I just turn my watch off and um, beeping at me to say, you're not running, you're not moving fast enough. And yeah, and, and obviously we, we managed to get secure that. As we were doing that, literally, I was in the meetings with BMW to discuss the, the um, fleet cars because we're, we're putting together a, a small, very, very small fleet of cars, three cars basically for, for, for some of our team. So I'm going to grab one, which is good. Um, and then two of our other directors uh, um, uh, grabbing fleet cars. So we were putting that deal together as we were trying to get the final parts of the prison or the final parts of the buildings at the back over the line. And to top it off this week, and I'm hoping, I, my, my expectation is we'll find it tomorrow, but we've had a new company come across our desk, which is for sale, which is something we've been, an industry we've been looking at for a while and something I've been wanting to get into and, and, and get into that world for a while. And we've been positioning ourselves to do it, but just by, I guess, by the looking at the opportunity that a, a company has put itself up for sale and we're looking at it going, that looks good. And I saw, what can I say, it's too loud. I saw an ice cream company that went into administration, Frank's, which is really sad. I think it's really, really difficult and upsetting when a company goes into administration because it's, it's just a it's a process unfortunately that happens but it's not good for the companies or the brands or the employees 
ideally you hope that at the back of it they get stronger um, but I saw that had happened I thought wow that's something I thought we could we could get into I, I think it might be a bit too early for us I don't know I'm gonna have a look at it I'm excited by that one but yeah things are looking good at the moment they're going well I'm really disappointed still that I can't show you all this stuff happening you're just getting this kind of stuff but the company is moving and we are absolutely on our way to building a global brand if I look back and this is going to be the end of this little video. Will it? Should I do some more tomorrow? No, fuck it. I'll do a little bit now. I'll do some more tomorrow. I'll finish it tomorrow and then I'll start a new one for picking up our cars. Because on Saturday, we pick up two of our three new cars. So fucking super excited for that. Um, it's going to be so cool. I've never had a new car. Ever, ever, ever. So I'm really, really excited by that. Um, tomorrow, our pay rise notifications will be going out. So across our entire organisation. They'll be getting letters. I think across the board, everyone predominantly has received at least a 10% increase in pay, um, some slightly more, um, but I don't think anyone's really lower than that. So, you know, we are pushing a, a, to get above that 9% inflation rate on cost of living um, to get to the 10%. Nobody will be sat on a minimum wage going forwards. Most people are on four days. There's only like four people, five people in the whole organization that are still on five days and we're whittling that down as well over the coming weeks and months but tomorrow um what was I saying before that I can't even remember I've completely lost my train of thought I've gone I've gone but I'm so happy that that's happened oh I know what I was going to say I was going to say that a year ago so a, a year and what date are we a year and 50 days ago basically just over a year ago so our company was valued it basically zero Although there was value in the business, because we didn't own the building and we were still on a 30-day notice period, even a year ago, it's fucking insane to say 13, 14 months ago, we would have been operating our business and we were still operating our business on a 30-day notice period, which is insane. Like, nobody fucking makes those kinds of decisions. It's just so ludicrously crazy. It almost makes sense. Um, so yeah, so, so so 14 months ago, basically, we were um, valued at zero because, you know, we just had no guarantee of continuing. We completed on the prison and instantly our business became, depending on how you want to stack it up, but instantly our business saw its value of about one and a half million and we saw around two million from the actual property. So together we saw about a, a, about a three and a half million valuation and that's scaled in the last year absolutely and it scaled up to if we were going to sell yesterday let's say for example i think on a on a bad day we'd have been probably getting about five and a half million for 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 that piece of of, of the business so for that that cove group's got a, a few business under it for that piece so about about five five and a half million um However, today we completed on this new purchase and that is going to have grown our business in terms of valuation, probably to about seven and a half, maybe pushing eight million on a bad day. Once we get our planning applications through and once we've got that moving and we've got that future in, it is going to scale and we are then going to invest ourselves about two million quid to really pump it going forward. So. This idea of building a global brand and hitting 100 million is so, so achievable now. We, we're so close to 
pressing that button to keep going and pushing and pushing and pushing. And we're only talking, you know, a good few more acquisitions, a few more businesses, driving forwards, a few more purchases, some more investments. And, you know, we're absolutely in that world within the next decade. I don't even think it's going to take that long. I think we're going to nail this in five years, half the time of the plan to, to, to reach that point of global brand. So excited, pumped. I went for a run today to run out the excitement rather than run out the stress. So that's really pleasing. And we've got some really good people in the team and we've got some really good development plans for, for people. And I'm just really super pleased that, you know, we are where we are. And before I came for a run, my, my wife, Emma, turned around to me. She went, what a journey over eight years, man. What a journey from absolute ruin, failed businesses, £82,000 worth of debt, couldn't afford to eat effectively. And here we are, eight years later. And, and I, I, I don't get funny about talking about it. I, I get funny about talking about it because I don't want other people to think I'm bragging because I'm not. I'm trying to make a reality point of what we've achieved in the last eight years. And we've gone from literally minus 82,000, seriously in debt, not able to afford to put petrol in the car, not able to afford to really buy shopping or eat properly, just literally on that breadline. And in those eight years, we've, we've covered all of our debt. We've built three really solid, decent-sized businesses. We've purchased, we've, we've changed an entire industry and pioneered an entire industry. We've got another couple of companies coming through, acquisitions that we're looking at. We've just purchased our second real estate property, our second commercial property, um, which puts our total property value into it, in, into kind of the region of three and a half million, kind of give or take. Um, we've got, you know, support from various different lenders in different places. We are financially super comfortable. Like we, we've got a really nice house with a gym, with a pool, with a hot tub, all those kind of things that people kind of look at and aspire. We've got two brand new cars arriving in, in day after tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, we, 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 we get to holiday, we get to have all that, all the kind of things that people aspire to do. And, and not everybody, but you know, those kind of things you think traditionally. And you know, we work super fucking hard, don't get me wrong. But it was just, um, it's such a long way. And I still get the stress and I still get the, the panic attacks and I still get the worries and I still get the concerns. And you know, there'll be ups and downs tonight. It'll be absolutely cloud nine. And I know tomorrow there'll be some cloud nine and some, you know, some celebrations as well. And, but I know then it will drop a little bit and then it'll pick back up and it'll drop and it'll pick back up. And I know next week there'll be stresses. I know that will happen. There will be stresses and the pain. And you just gotta you know, ebb and flow through that. And as I've said before, being an entrepreneur is one hell of a ride. It brings you the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And the idea is to always have more highs than lows and just enjoy your journey. Just keep focused on that vision and what you're trying to achieve and put good people in around you, bring them in, empower them and let them go and just keep focused on that vision. So I'm gonna leave that there. I'm gonna go and have something to eat. I'm gonna, I've got some work to do this evening. Uh, believe it or not, I've got these electric cars going, no fucking charging points. So I need to sort that out. Um, uh, I've got a few other bits and pieces to do. I need to write a press release to get out the news about buying the prison. Um, so yeah, lots to do, lots to crack on with. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit more tomorrow. We'll edit Monday and um, hopefully there'll be two episodes, one for this and one for our new cars. So thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. 
Right, it's uh, Friday afternoon. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, it's Friday hello. afternoon. Oh, the kids have arrived. Just had to nip into town, but I'm late, so I've missed it. So, not been able to pick up what I needed to pick up, which is a shame. So, I have to get out tomorrow. Uh, having some issues with the cars. It's a proper first world problem, but BMW don't seem to be able to have figured out um, how to tie shoelaces, which means that they haven't been able to figure out tying a knot and tying a bow. Um, no, it's just me being a bit flippant, but at the same time, they've really, I think, kind of dropped the ball. And considering that the the deal with with these guys at, at BMW is 235 grand, I'd have expected, I personally, I would have expected a little bit more emphasis and a bit more kind of rush or urgency or kind of like hey we should get this deal done because it's 235 grand i mean that's how my business works but i guess clearly um uh they don't need to operate like that potential they just i don't know i don't know why but this deal has gone crazy i'll do a longer video on it it's a weird one though because it will sound really kind of first world problems um what i'm going to do is in a sec i'm going to well later on this evening i'm going to do a bit of work with the kids aren't we we're going to fill the skip in the prison yeah, do yeah. some work. Yeah, full skip. Cool. Yeah, Doing loads of labour at the moment. Um, and then today's off to gymnastics and I'm going to do a little video just talking around the, our greatest asset as a company um, and as an employer, which is our employees. So I'm going to talk about those guys. I'm going to talk about how we've done um, our pay rise letters today and stuff like that and all the notifications kind of for, for the end of the month. Um, what that looks like, what that means to us, and basically just talk about the positive side of everything, which is, like I say, our, our, our best asset, which is our people. So that'll be coming soon. Much, much, much later. This one's a really quite quite random for me because um, it's what it's ten past ten in the morning. You can see I'm sat on a bed, <laughs> um, and I very I don't think I've ever done a video like this before. It's, it's different because I'm away. So uh, last year, the guys that I grew up with, um, so a very close cohort of friends, um, about six or seven of us, um, we hired a house uh, in Shropshire, actually, and we all just came together for a, for a week and just like sort of stayed together and just drank and, and you know, it just kind of caught up effectively. Um, and we were like, we should make this an annual thing. So that's exactly what we're doing. So... That's where I am right now, is I've come here and I've come, everyone, everyone's kind of, it's really funny, everyone's gone to their separate rooms because we've all got some work to do. So we're all working this morning doing separate things. And I've got two videos I need to finish off for Paul. So one of which is going to be this one, which is all about, I'm going to talk a, a little bit about our greatest asset in a second, about our, about our team, about our people. Um, and then I'm going to turn it off and turn it back on. And I'm going to talk about the car, which was the other one that I've done, which you all know nothing about because that's, Episode 36 is the one after this. So um, without further ado. So we've just bought the jail, which is we bought the jail. We bought the rear of the jail. So all the back parts of the buildings, all the non-listed parts effectively, all the bits that we wanted, um, which aren't which which we can develop and turn into something different. So we've just done that, and that's kind of what you've you've seen so far. And apologies for disjointedness, it's not my usual way, but unfortunately it is the way it is. And I was talking about all the things and all the stuff and, and, and you know, the journey to it and such like that. And then I wanted to talk about our greatest asset, which is our people. So I firmly believe as an organisation, as an employer, that your people are the key thing in every aspect for every business. Because 
when you start stacking up, what's the most important thing to a business? Is it your customers? Is it you know your 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 brand? Is it your product or your service? Is it your people? What are your culture? What is it? And I believe it's your your people, and it's your culture, because everything else strives off that. So the customers. I don't have to worry about our customers. I don't really have to give our customers a thought realistically day to day because if I look after our people, our people look after our customers. I can't look after everything. So I have to assign and figure out exactly where to spend my time and do what I need to do. Um, and I do think that our people are the core aspect because again, if you look after them, they will look after your customers. Then someone else will look after the brand, someone else will look after the business, someone else will look after all the different aspects. So fundamentally, you have to look after the people. I guess looking after people means different things to each of us. So there will absolutely be about the conditions that they work in. Um, there will be about the remuneration, so the money that they get paid, the culture of the organisation. Um, and I guess all of that will form up the enjoyment of their job or not um, and such. So we've just gone through that journey um, again this year in terms of with the second one very much with the remuneration, with the pay, because in our tourism industry, for example, our tourism businesses is notoriously not well paid. Um, but we have just elevated that. We've made sure that everybody's had, I think we've done a 9.8% increase across all the companies for everyone, everyone's had at least a 9.8%, with the majority having well over 10%. Um, uh, so yeah, so I don't think, I think the lowest was 9.8%, sorry. And then some people have had, you know, much bigger pay rises, some have had, you know, 9.8%, so on and so forth, depending on where you are in an organisation, also depending on what you're doing, but actually the biggest rises have come in the tourism sector, because what's happened is where we wanted to get the we want to get everyone off minimum wage. So we don't have minimum wage in our business. No one's on minimum wage. Everyone's above it. So some of those guys were moving from really low levels of pay now to what is like 10, 50, 11, 12 pounds, whatever it might be. Um, and that's made a huge difference. I think that's really important because looking after your people financially is going to be one of those key aspects to make sure that they can live like that they can actually afford to do the things they need to be able to do to, to live. So that's kind of one of the things that we've, we've worked hard there. There's the culture and everything that kind of comes with it. I've spoken a lot about this, so I'm not going to keep ranting on about it, but I do believe as a business and as an employer and as, a, um, as, as companies, you fundamentally need to look after your people first and then everything else then gets stacked behind that. But people first, then everything else comes from there because without them, what have you got? So that's that. I'm going to leave this one. I'm going to send it over to Paul. Um, he's going to edit that. And um, yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to roll on to my uh, doing, doing the next bit. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, I guess apologies about the backdrop, but I don't know whether I should apologise for it or not. So yeah, um, onward and upward. Um, this has been Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.